What up, what up, what up, though? I am your host, Young Smooth. I'm OB. And this is The Kickstand. A place where you're going to kick up your motherfucking feet and chill out for about an hour or so. That's what I say every week. Yep, yep. And it happens. Sometimes longer. Um, but today, let's talk about how we wrapped up Super Guest September. Yes. Super Guest September was, it was a lot of work. It definitely was a lot of work. Um, it's very hard to get people in the same spaces and times and all of that so shout out to um jay mcgraw um rick mix uh who else do we have on the show romel romel um kev cannon uh kojo that was that was literally september that was september (laughs) (laughs) like and now we are moving into the outer atmospheres of october uh, less gas. Thank you, Jesus. Because, yeah. again, that is... Niggas don't know. It's actually work to do this. It is so much work. Just because you are on the technical aspect of it, it is so much work to try to find content. Then, it, on top of finding content, finding questions to try to ask these people, right. I'd be like, Lord, please. So, there's going to be no dry shit. Just be like... Mm. And there are moments. There are moments where you're just like, this is so dry. Because I've realized that a lot of times people um don't keep up with as much of the entertainment news so to jump in and have an opinion on some shit you don't give a fuck about right. is is a little is a little taxing but this is what the show is right. this is what and we done made the show we are what was it 70 what this is 70 70 yep yeah it's episode 70 we've done this for way too long at this point so I mean now it's just like alright right like if you don't like this show at this point I mean I don't know what day. Um, so don't forget that you can find us on all of your wonderful social media platforms at the Kickstand Podcast, the Kickstand Pod on Twitter, and don't forget you can find us on Google Music, you can find us on iTunes, and you can find us on TuneIn along with our home base, which is SoundCloud as well. So make sure you guys listen and tune in every week for the latest updates. We're going to try to make sure that they're more scheduled on time. Right. Or make an attempt. <laughs> just had to take a sit. Just now, nah, ain't gonna say nothing to that. Now, nah, ain't gonna say nothing to that. But today, let's get into some. We're gonna get into ratchet and ridiculous, but we're also gonna get into some new listens for the week. Um, right, a few. There are. There is. It's only a few. Not less. I mean, not less. You had something else that I'm missing. I only really had one. Actually, two this week. Right. Um. So number one. Um. That. I'm listening to because it's just an honorable mention and definitely a good shout out is Danny Lugo for his new project. Wouldn't believe it if I told you. Um, I've yes, listened sir. to some of it. I like it thus far. Are some of those yours too? 
You know, right? Okay. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah, no, I can definitely tell. Some of those beats are your beats. I was like, okay, I yeah, see the work. Yeah. I see you out here working. You know what I'm saying? Out here on niggas' albums. Trying to be on a motherfucking grind and shit. My man's up here doing what he do. Out here on niggas' albums. And know. shit. That's what's up. So, um, I'm very grateful that you are getting the opportunity to spread your wings. Not even another, yeah. another thing. Mm-hmm. Boy. Shout out to my man's the sixty second, the sixty second assassin, Diamond himself. Diamond, yes. His album's on the way, and I produced half of that shit. I know. So, yo, it's about to be a fire ass month and for music. You're supposed <laughs> to be dropping. Um, I'm not sure at the moment. Well, you don't put posts out there like no, that. No, no, because he, because it's coming. I'm talking about you. Oh yeah, but I know, of course I don't. I can't, right. right, but it's on the way. Yeah, niggas need to know we out here working. Yeah, no, we are you definitely working. Um, and then. Since we're going to go into this because there are a lot of just really big stories behind this. I might as well say that my other listen right now is T.I. Dime Trap. Right, right. I actually like now. I've let you only hear a little bit of it, but it is a it is a banger from beginning to end. Um, it's a cohesive piece of work. Um, it's talking about the life outside of the trap and moving away from the trap. Right. And third growing up. And <laughs> kind of growing up and, and how it, it's influenced life for him and those that have been in those circumstances. Right. So... This is actually a really good listen, so definitely make sure you pick up um, Dime Trap wherever you listen to your music, and I uh, wouldn't believe it if I told you wherever you get your music. It came across because Danny hit me in my inbox, right? and so therefore, that happened. Um, so, make sure y'all take a listen. Speaking of T.I., so right now, we're talking about T.I. releases Tim's studio album, Dime Trap, on Epic Records slash Grand Hustle. So on the 4th, T.I. Um, hosted a special listening event to celebrate the release of his 10th album, Dime Trap, dropping Friday, October 5th, which is already dropped at this point. Right. Um, the event was held at Tip's new Trap Museum on Atlanta's west side. Um, guests were greeted by musicians playing uh, string instruments outside the museum, which was a whole thing. I was like, okay, and they, I think they were playing like a trap song. I don't, I couldn't quite recognize what the song was, but right. they were playing music. Um, Ti, uh, let's see. So with that, the museum features highly impressive exhibits, including a candy store which offers trap museum. Offer Street, a trap museum, and Grand Hustle merchandise. Uh, Big Mama's living room, where guests can see childhood photos of some of their favorite trap artists hanging on the wall. A gun vault, similar to the one that was raided after T.I.'s weapon arrest. A prison cell and painting and other art installations dedicated to hip-hop greats, including some of the most dearly departed artists like Tupac and Biggie. So, um, in addition to the release of the new album, Clifford Harris has plenty of other things to celebrate. For example, VH1 announced on Thursday that its new series, T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle, will premiere on Monday, October 22nd at 9 p.m. Okay. Um, The series features Grammy Award-winning multi-platinum artist Tip T.I. Harris and Tamika Tiny Harris, along with their children, Zanique, Messiah, Damani, Deja, King, Major, and Eris. Big kids. He, there was a lot of kids. Um, T.I. and Tiny and, and T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle will showcase everything from um, complicated marriages and young love to health scares and past baggage to Tip and Tiny working to keep their family together, much as much has changed since they left their 
the airwaves more than a year ago with the wildly successful T.I. and Tiny Family Hustle. Right. Not only is hip-hop's favorite family back on their grind, but... They're bringing Atlanta's biggest stars with them, including Monica Brown. So, Monica's coming. Yeah, of course. Um, Antonia Toya Wright um, with her daughter, Reginae Carter, and LaToya Luckett um, with with existing lives and high-stakes careers. This group of loyal friends will support each other as they navigate the complex terrain and, and jungles of family life and building an empire. Mm. So, that seems like it's going to be interesting. So, my man got a lot of shit working. You got a whole album. This is your 10th studio album. Uh, 10th Angela Yee 10th, okay? Because that motherfucker said 15 on The Breakfast Club. Like, come on, like, fuck no. But we that, know Tip Ass ain't got but, 15 fucking albums. But that only... Uh, 15 includes if you include mixtapes. If. If you included mixtapes. Yeah, but as far as studio yeah. albums, no, nigga. Then you got this whole show going on right now. Hey, I'm not mad at that, to be honest with you. I'm not even bro like, happy. I, 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 I was watching, you know, um, mm-hmm. his, his the first show that they did. I watched it. Like, it was not bad. It yeah. wasn't the best show. It's it actually a really, really good show. It's not like, because me, when I when I see today's day is sitcoms and, and, and reality, reality TV. TV, it's just like reckless surprisingly we're talking about sitcoms today anyway. Yeah. Right. It's, it's reckless stupidity, especially mostly from black people. So it's like, his show, yeah, shit, you know, he had a couple moments where things were just like, but m- for the most part, the show was, I can watch it. Yeah, it is, it is it is palatable. It yeah. is definitely a show that's like, you It know, ain't no love and hip-hop shit where it's yeah. like, oh, this bitch doing that, like, he's a bunch of fighting and arguing, and no, I was like, okay, you get that mix, you get him. But you know what that is, though, what that comes from, and why love and hip-hop is that way? <laughs> First of all, hold on one second. Hmm. Did you just sip your motherfucking drink with your, with your pinky up? There's some classy Colt 45, my nigga. Did you just, just pinky this motherfucking drink, my nigga? Fuck out of here. Okay. It <laughs> <laughs> just made me lose my train of thought. Um, but love and hip-hop is, is a lot of things. And I hate to always make an excuse for this because I say it with, like, football and shit like that. Hey. But listen, it's one of those things where these people are so young and so misguided where you get a little bit of money fame is a fame is a hell of a drug i hear you but how do you explain the fucking mothers of these people and like fame is a hell of a drug i repeat i repeat my like, statement like it just because just because it's the people like doesn't 30, mean it's a fame 50, like nope. it's like ill so this is it. what I gotta like if you if this is what I gotta expect like yo it's one girl on love and hip hop i cannot think of her name right now it's on the hollywood one and i'm like sporadically in and out of it but her mother was her manager and she said and I quote I don't want my daughter to go out here sucking dick like I had to I hey, wait no. a minute <laughs> wait a minute you'll say like minute. I had to I, I lied to you not say, she was like being on her knees like I had to I said wait a motherfucking minute you'll say like I <laughs> you just you ain't just say this motherfucking shit on the television. Shit, like, I had you. Like, it was hard. I was like, I was so, I was so mortified every time I turn around and watch this funny. show. Shit, like, it was hard. Yo, when I watch this show, I always be mortified by some shit that happened. I be like, damn. And Mona, shout out to Mona. Mona is the new A and R. She's the plug. She keeps your motherfucking interest. Cause sometimes niggas be like, I ain't watching this. Shit. I ain't watching this shit. I Maxine used to be that person, be like, I'm not watching the show. Oh, I'm not, not watching. Guess show. what? She's watching now. But she's she's not watching as faithfully as no, I watch. We've, I I, we've come in the house a couple times. Now, Maxine like, has been watching Love and Hip Hop. Maxine, said, Maxine, said, like, said, to, Maxine said to her, "It's the entertainment. It is the entertainment." I, I know a lot. Of people, is, I know a lot of people who watch it, like, yeah. but they they a lot of guys, and they tell me the same thing, yo. 
it's the fucking entertainment. It's funny It's shit. just, it's like literally hilarious. It's right. like, yo, these people, they do the dumbest shit. They say the dumbest shit. They, they, shit. Do, they do dumb shit. They say the dumbest shit. And they always seem to want to go on a fucking girl's trip. This is the <laughs> thing that I don't understand about all of these reality shows. You don't like these bitches in the state that you in, but you gonna go to another state and not like these bitches too? Now let's go to um, the... Uh, Yo, like, they, um, on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, they're in London. You're in London with bitches that you don't like, technically. So, why are you there? No, it's a free trip. No, bitch. That's an excuse. No, that's not an excuse to be with somebody that you do not like. I do not understand these people. Anyway, on to some good news, and then we'll come back to some more ratchet and ridiculous that is gonna be horrible. I can, I feel like I wanna go back and forth. Toys R Us is to make a comeback. Right. Many were sad in June when Toys R Us uh when Toys R Us stores closed all in the US of the A. According to CNN Money, come on Shmoney, um it was all part of a business bankruptcy to liquidate uh, uh, sorry, a business bankruptcy and liquidation plan. Right. Um getting Get excited, though, because you might be able to become a Toys R Us kid again. Two weeks after the announcement of the closing of Toys R Us founder, uh, Toys R Us founder Charles Lazarus, I hope that I'm saying that right, passed away at the age of 94. Well, shit! <laughs> I think it was 94. He did all the shit he wanted to do. The owners of the store <laughs> were looking to restart the business as this information was disclosed in account. Uh, in a court filing this week. I can't read today. This font was too small. Um, an auction was supposed to happen, but owners of the company decided to cancel the auction. Toys R Us would like to create new domestic retail operation businesses under the Toys R Us and Babies R Us names, as well as expand its international um, presence and further develop its private brands business. What? That is awesome. I mean, but granted, granted, but granted, at the end of the day, what still kind of sucks is like, we ain't gonna show you be buying shit. <laughs> like, no, niggas mm-hmm. ain't buying toys anymore. True. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, unless Some. depends. Cause I ain't gonna lie to you. But babies are start... babies are us was their biggest thing. Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie. I'm about to start fucking... my collection. I'm about to start my fucking collectible like and, and display it's... shit. Like right. so, I, and hopefully if they sell, like, well, what I looked online, some of the collectible shit that I want to buy, like for Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and shit. Right. That shit you gotta buy online because it's like these yeah. are collectors' pieces made specifically right. display and shit. But that's but not think, saying that they don't buy it, shit. You think about it like this: you buy a piece that's in Toys R Us now. With the Toys R Us moniker and sticker that's still on it. Right. And you keep it in mint condition for another 25 years. And then at that point, you you be what, 50? Right. You yeah, feel true. what I'm saying to you? It would just, it would, it would hold its value. Right. So, I mean, there's always going to be a monetary value to flip on toys and games. Always, yeah. And like, shit like that. <laughs> so, there's always going to, you know, I know. So, um, you, there's always going to be some type of monetary value with that. Then... On top of that, what I think is is so dope is the fact that they're trying to um, recreate that business in the U.S. like that. So it's not like there's a whole bunch of have most of the toys you definitely are going to have to ship out. Yeah. But you you can do that. And then furthermore, there's still hella cartoons that make product and kids still play with the products. Like let's be clear, there are some kids that still play with toys. I think that um, the um, I want to say that the 
distraction will kind of come from like electronics sometimes. Sometimes and it just depends on how you raise your kids. But you which give but your which kids I toys. also feel like I feel like that we got to a day and time of technology which shrunk away from. You gotta remember though, like back then in our times, it was like yo, like we didn't care too much for. Electronics. We didn't know. My, it. We didn't work. Yeah, there were, were no yeah, and, no, and there were barely any. Other than the Game Boy. But yeah, but for us, for me, it was barely. It was what we had. Game Boy Advance. Well, Game Boy period. We had the original DS. We had right. PlayStation Two. We didn't have any of that. We had no. Nintendo. Yeah, but we, we had, had Nintendo Boy. too. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we still valued fucking no, toys. Was, by the we, time you came out, you was on Super Nintendo. We were yeah. on the original. But games. we valued, but <laughs> we valued physical toys. Yeah, we yeah. valued that shit. Like mm-hmm. even even having even having PlayStation, even having the consoles, right. we still value. Yo, I want this fucking wrestling toy. But you know what that is though. That also goes to the level of a parent see we we don't have an attention span anymore mm. so nobody has that time for their children to be like okay let's sit down and play with these action figures and make a world with these action figures now i want to make you this know, video of us playing no, or <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like it's like i want to make a video of us playing or i want to make a video of us on instagram or snapchat with these cute little pictures but it's not a child physically playing oh, you're right. with the toy anymore yeah. so if you set aside the time to do so like i have i have a uh set of residents that i love and they gave their son they the son does have a tablet now don't get it twisted it's all type of different things he colors on it it's very child friendly this that and the third but it's one of those things that they were like we gave they gave to him when they're in adult settings like when they're in the office so it keeps him yeah, occupied yeah, right, right. but that but, makes sense but it's also one of those things where he, they was like he has hella toys outside of that that he physically plays with because you have to strengthen the imagination like yo the imagination has to be everything I you have to you. my imagination came from playing with toys playing with toys yeah playing with toys my like, E-Man and, and, my, and, my, my Skeletor yeah, and I respect I respect castle. how they do that because there's a lot of parents that don't do that today mm-hmm. where it's like Okay, listen, we going to the office, but we got to bring our child with us. So here, use this, occupy yourself, right. so I can work. So I can work. Now we go back home, I'm taking this from you, you have to play with your toys. You have to play with your toys. Now create. Right. You know, like, that. that's yeah. good. We don't have kids, yeah. a lot of parents ain't doing it anymore. It's like, let me give my fucking nine-year-old this iPad. All day long. At home. All day long. At home. Yeah, yeah. all day. All she's going to do is iPad, iPad, iPad. So it's time to eat, take a shower, go to fuck to sleep. Wake up, do the same thing. You know, you look, go to school. And not even that, because sometimes you're eating with the fucking iPad. Yeah, yeah, you literally, they, they really, I've seen it. Eating, you're at dinner table like this, like. Like just down, eating with Eat your food. Like, eat your food. Nah, hell no. You know, but, and I, I I believe that, that that also insources with a lot of technology. And we'll also go into our topic with black sitcoms as well, because that change. You know, the, the, the family <laughs> dynamics or what we'll talk about for those have changed. Now. Back on to some ratchet and ridiculous. Okay, look, I, I'm, I'm officially <laughs> like I have officially decided I'm almost ready to call this shit Queen Radio because every single time I turn around, and I'm just like, mm, no. And the only reason I pick these stories is because it's so sensationalized, and I just need to figure out why it's like this. Because in my head, I feel like I feel like something just it just ain't right. So the caption reads, "You mad, ma?" Nikki shades Cardi B with merchandise line. Why Yo, are you even entertaining shit? Like, I don't know. No, she I, I, literally I, I, posted on Instagram with... Oh, she made an merch- actual physical post. No, it's, it's mad merchandise. It's like shirts, 
bags, this, that, and the third. And all of it, it has like a circle and, and it says, and like an X door and it says, Nikki, stop in my bag. Because you're being petty. Because you're being petty. She wanted to be stopping her own bag. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she about to be stopping her own. And this is I'm not I'm not one of those people to go on this whole tirade like fuck Nicki Minaj, but fuck the dumb shit, y'all. No, niggas is you ready, are better you ready, than this. She lose. You you talking about you talked about for the longest time that a legend disrespected you talking about Kim or a legend did this to you, but you're you you're a legend and you're doing the same thing. Childish. But you being childish, you being petty, stupid to every level, lower than what you are making yourself. I don't even want to really go into this whole story because even with the with the caption of it all, it really just basically talks about that. Yeah, huh? It's pretty much that. It's like so it made um so it's as her uh her her as per high snobbity include that's that's the name of the um the the line. What? Included are two sets of backpacks, four t-shirts, and two coach jackets, all with federal security theme. Oh, and it's a QSA. It's like a Queen Service announcement. So you actually went through the extent to have what was? Let this? me show you the shit. Like I'm dead ass. Like it's so serious. Like no, no. Go ahead, finish your. Did thought. they say a uh, coach? Yeah, it's, it says coach and two coaches. And two coaches. What I, I think they mean, like coach Jack, is not like coach the brand, but I think they mean what like. What they say? Are you serious? Yeah. Like you went through that extent? Like damn, you want people to wear fucking luxury designer slander wear? <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Like so. slander the shit out of these bitches, but wear coach at the yeah, same time. Yeah, wear coach. Uh, we're marketing designer, but slander. Like dead ass. QSA, which fuck? is called Queen Security. Oh, it's called Queen Security Administration. Nikki, stop my bag. Like the TSA. Are you serious? Bruh. Nikki, stop my bag t-shirts. Yo, and then these are the coach the jackets. jackets right, the jackets. Right. The QSA jackets. That's fucked up. Take your ass. Literally. <laughs> literally. Take your Octo- ass. It's October 7th. October 4th. She put the shit up on it. And then you expect for this girl not to say nothing. She was like, I let you sneak diss me. I let you lie on me. I let you attempt to stop my fucking bag the way I eat. Uh, uh, sorry, stop my bags. Fuck up the way I eat. For some time, the two kept it respectful when speaking to one another. But that all went out the window when Nikki was caught liking a negative social media post about Cardi's daughter culture. Again, you are putting... See, this the shit. <clears throat> this the shit I don't like. It's pathetic. This is shit I don't like. I don't like this in people. Fuck Nicki Minaj. I don't give a shit about this in people. Right. Stop being manipulative when you know what you're doing. Exactly. You know what you're doing. You, and you, I don't like the shit. Really, I don't like it in people. Really, I don't give a fuck, fuck if it was Nicki. No, no. That's real shit. Because that's now you just put that on facade. It's like, right. okay. You're, you're, it's like you, you have intentional means behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like don't try to promote. Yeah, yo, be a good person. Fuck somebody hating on you. Right. But... You know, damn. What makes me what makes me mad about this? I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But it's like you are intentionally doing the exact, the exact. Maybe you're not doing it blatantly, but for people who have been uh, at in this that, point, y'all. But are. yeah, but I'm saying for people who have been in that position where they've had someone or know someone that is a fucked up, shady person like mm-hmm. that. You doing the same thing. Like, now it's just at this point, it's just like, okay, she's just like, you so obviously this, being immature. So. so, this is also where she fucked up. So, remember about, like, was it last week or maybe two weeks ago? And we just talked about her rocking this diesel shit for a bullying campaign. Mm-hmm. 
And you, bitch, you bullying. <laughs> bitch, you bullying. Fuck you, me. It don't make sense. It's, yeah, it's like it's an anti-bullying campaign. You're being you're a bully. bully. You're being a bully. Like this is the clear definition of being a bully. Yo, she literally is a bully. How? That's no bullshit. She actually How? is a bully. But karma comes back around. So cut the check, Nikki. Nikki reportedly is slapped with a 74000 lawsuit by former designer. According to TMZ, Nicki Minaj is being slapped with a pretty hefty lawsuit from a French stylist named... I'm going to fuck it up. Mahir Judari, something like that. Sorry, I apologize. Who is accusing the rapper of allegedly refusing to return clothes she received from her, him in a timely fashion. Because Nikki didn't didn't allegedly return the items to Jadari as uh, Jadari was sued for 74000 by the wardrobe company that provided him with the outfits for Nikki. Now Jadari... Is suing Minaj to cover the losses. Jadari worked with Minaj in 2017 as her stylist for Paris Fashion Week, uh, proving her, uh, proving her, proving her. Sorry, proving her with several looks and outfits for different events. However, oh, and that nigga, that was the nigga that that did because this is last year. That was the nigga that did the one where she had the titty out and the the purple pasty. Uh, That was that was the he did that fashion. However, which was horrible. Um, because again, very fucking horrible. Again, did we not? You don't want to say you little Kim biting, but did that not already happen? Sorry. (laughs) However, Minaj allegedly didn't return any of the clothes Jadari rented and let her use. In addition to the $74,000 in damages, he is citing that he had emotional stress because of the situation. I believe so. Nikki, see what comes around goes around. She already has a reputation for being this shitty, fucked up ass person. Many people are saying it. Like, I'm, listen, at the end of the day, she has a nice, a very good portfolio of music. She does. You but have, at you the same work, time, your portfolio, you work. your portfolio of music does not make up for your shitty-ass personality. I mean, I'm still, wait, still like people like I'm still, I'm still waiting on the album because to me, I don't know what that was. I'm, listen, at this point, I know people probably hear us like random, Nick, Nicki, Nicki this. No, it's not even about Nicki anymore. Yeah. We just don't like people like this in general. It's, it's, like, it's, it's that. It's, it, that is niggas that. do not fuck with people. You woke and you be known. Just don't, we don't fuck with people who are just like this because we know... Right. Or have encountered right. or have dealt with people that are exactly the way this bitch is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I don't like that shit at all. Like that's right. some shady, fucked up, and no one's checked her yet. No, like you know, like right. it's just, it just don't make sense, yo. It's sad. Like it's sad. It's sad. Shout out to Beyonce, girl. You sitting back? You living not your give, best life? Not giving a shit about nobody the fuck else. She ain't going back and forth with no you, niggas. With you bitches. With like, <laughs> fuck that. Um, but and then last story that was not a story on my list, but I thought about it. Shout out to Rem and Pap mm. for their three week series for Meet the Mackies. A peep. It is very good. And that's another one of those shows that you'll like. And I hope that they continue to do something else that is Meet the Mackies, so we can get you know a little bit more to his mother and her mother right. and you know the sisters and the family and shit like that. Because maybe this is that family, the new family hustle. You know, seeing that part of an it, it'd be different to see a part of a female rapper's right. intimate life like that so and it wasn't no bullshit with them it was even down so... to even down to remy being on love and hip-hop yeah there was no like when, pat, you... when pat and remy and whenever their their faces were shown in there 
Most likely, they giving advice to somebody else. There was only maybe one, and it was funny because they were doing a love and hip hop marathon last weekend, right? And there was only maybe one incident. What when um when when with, Pat Rashida, did, with Rashida Ali? I thought when um when Pat when she didn't want Pat to be her manager anymore. I, that was an incident. That was a thing, but that wasn't as hardcore as when she was about to slap the shit out of bitch. Oh, and mind you, she just got off probation at the time. Oh, yeah, see, I didn't know about so that. So that was like that was earlier. That was like Remy. I just got out this motherfucking jail, bitch. I will drag you. I'll, so and I'll like go she back. like she she met that chick. I'll go back. <laughs> I will go back. You 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 give me you give me a moment. Let me go ahead. <laughs> let me, let me walk the fuck out. Like, that yeah, bitch yo. was like she had a DJ. It was for um Ra Ali's fashion show, which now Ra Ali is out. Because she with Nikki and, and that whole sh- like that's a whole oh thing. that's the bitch who the big the bitch that, that ran over Cardi right so using the wrong she, side I'm trying to tell you you taking the wrong she, side of this you bitch fucking with the wrong like do nope. not don't dig your grave man yo so she um but yeah no no I mean with them doing the three week you know show and her being pregnant. And I hope she gets right back to this bag when she when she comes back. And if so, if Remy is successful the way that I think and hope that she will be, she will prove that you can come back from anything. Anything, my nigga. Because you done spent years off in jail. You was almost a seven years. Almost, almost, almost a decade. decade. Almost a you decade. were seven years off in jail. Yep. You came back with a chart-topping hit with Fat Joe. Had a dope-ass album. Don't care what Billboard said. That shit was fucking fire. Don't care what Billboard <laughs> said. I've made you that. listen. I didn't make you listen to it. I, I you, had you, you listen to it. I played it, and you liked it. And that shit is just what, what it is. I nobody said about that shit. <laughs> so, the album was fire. Um, your singles, your singles did really, they did well. They did well. Um, I think. I mean, most of them was on the album. No, most, no, no. The other singles, we talking about like Wake Me Up. Oh, when and, she, oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah, you know, yeah. when she was about to drop whatever yeah, this yeah, album yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Melanie Magic and the other songs. Melanie Magic and, was and, fucking amazing. And Melanie Magic was my shit. Amazing. It was. <laughs> so, you got the iron hot and you had to pull back. And the reasonings for her pulling back made so much sense. Because we were looking in May. We were like, hmm, Ram, where this album at? Where this album at? But because her pregnancy is such a high-risk pregnancy, she had no choices. Yeah, she can't. Yeah, fuck that. Like, you had no choices. So, that's already a love story that's there. So, now, if you win, win you, because every woman has done it. Cardi's done it. Beyonce's done it. Serena's done it. So, once you come back out of... This motherhood situation that you're in right now, which is not a bad situation, it just is what it is. Right. And if she makes another smash, it's gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be a wrap. Right. It's gonna be a wrap because there's nothing else that you can say. I'm just happy that Remy ain't smacked. And you're independent. Yet. And you're independent. Yeah. I'm just happy she ain't smacked nobody yet. Yeah. Because it was coming. It was coming. Like y'all bitches was throwing shots at the yeah. wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. And I'm really. And it's funny because I realized that after watching her career for the last decade, I'm like, yo, she is not the same person. You can go back to like beef DVDs and shit with her and Lady Luck. She is not the same girl that she was then. Now, yeah, she like grew up, now, she was completely different. But I'm, like, I'm I definitely love life. Yo, I got a husband. We got kids. Because it's like yo, they shit could have got. Nope. <laughs> and that's why and that's why Papoose always reigns as as husband of the millennium. Like ever. Ever. Be you held this motherfucker down. There was not a 
smirch a story. Nothing of that fucking anything. extra baby. Anything. Nothing. Not a little dab. Nothing. Guess what? Pat name ain't never been in niggas' mouths. Nope. It's just this nigga Pat is just Pat. Like yo, you cannot do nothing but respect that yo. Yo, that man. That never. man's name is enough. Is it nothing? But when you mention him, that nigga got bars. That's all you gonna hear a nigga talking about when it comes to Pat Pools. That nigga got fucking bars. Nothing like yo, I utterly respect and appreciate one man in the fucking game. Right. That can show niggas it's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's hard. It's not hard. I'm being faithful to this motherfucker. We this had, is my woman. We had a couple conjugals out this bitch. <laughs> like I'm holding her down. She like come home, I still got her. Mm. Like you really secure the relationship. Fuck, secure the relationship. Fuck secure the bag. No, and, and secure the bag. And, and the bag. secure the bag. He secured the relationship and then the bag and then now she bag and they still like yo. You man, niggas need you, to learn. Man, you want to talk relationship goals? Relationship you, goals. Niggas talk. I get it, Beyonce and Jay. But Beyonce and Jay not even Pappin' Remy. No. That's real shit. Because they had they had little... It's been shit in there. No. Learn. Look. Look, y'all niggas need to take some pen paper like y'all write y'all raps and shit. Study. Study. Study this nigga, Pat. Yeah. Number one, if y'all men, study Pat. And then number two, study where they at now. Yeah. Exactly. Because it, it doesn't seem... When you look at like where they are on reality TV, it doesn't seem so for show. Hell it does. No. It does seem like there's so so oh, many oh, more good ex- moments yeah. versus there being negative moments, which is fine. But see, you saw like that's <coughs> what I said. Like Love and Hip Hop. The only time I actually seriously watched it was when they was on it. Right. And you saw the bad moments. Right. You saw Remy in tears. You saw like right. this is shit you saw. But then it's still like even with them tears, they're good. And 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 the funny thing about it was with the miscarriage situation. Pat pushed her to do that. Pat pushed her to do that. She was going to, she was like, I'm just going to just hide, retreat, don't say nothing. Now, your fave, which would be Beyonce, you, she had about two or three miscarriages. And was it three? I think about three. I think it was three. And, you know, and, and we want her to be on, on a level of being good mentally, too. And that's a hard thing. That's definitely a I hard thing. I can only imagine that you lose a child. And then you, you go three. through the, you, th- you go through the excitement of. Wow, I'm about to have a seed. I'm about to have a seed. And right. no, you don't. And exactly. it's like, damn, but then having multiple, it's like, yo, yeah. this shit just sucks. Yeah. Like, you probably think the worst about life. And, and everything. And, <laughs> and that's and that's one thing. That's, that's how she is a constant performer. You are a constant, constant kind of person. Now, I, I, I was funny with the whole thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago about her talking about... Um, she was like, she purposely did the tour so she can get her body back. Yeah. Which is probably the same reason she did this tour. Because the tour that she talked about when she wanted to get her body back, I think it was Lemonade, though. I think it was at, around lemonade At the Blue. Yeah. yeah, at the Blue. So when she was like, yo, I want to get my body back, right. I'm going to go on tour, which is great. And surprisingly, the Carters just happened to come out right after you have Rumi and Sir. Like, motherfucker, let's go back out on tour because I got to get this body yeah. back again. And, but but, and she did. And she did. And she Dedication, did. Dedication, grind, no matter what. Yeah. She loves what the fuck she do. She does. She, you, she really I, does. Like, honestly, I don't know anybody. Name a better performer right now in the game female-wise than Beyonce. A right. performer. Right. Not just music. A one who will come out and you are getting a show. Nigga. You are actually getting your money's worth. Nigga. She's not just walking back and forth singing a song. No. You, she's out this bitch choreography, everything, that, yeah. and this every single time, yeah. every video, everything. It's all. And the fans connect so much with it because I, I just, I still remember that video where I'm sitting there 
and because she did it was the one where she was like um she was like all right now i'm watching you don't mess me up and it was two guys they gay guys it was fine they were on the bottom part of of the um of the, of the stage where she could see them and they were doing the motherfucking choreography to the shit because that was the same shit that she did in Coachella. Right, so you know what I'm saying? And everybody's like, Beyonce does the same thing. This is very true. This is not a non-factor. But Niggas you're going to it. get a moment every time. Especially when you're you're like, yo, this whole tour, which I think should be ending soon. But this whole tour. Are they still on tour getting money? You. It's crazy. This whole tour. Killed. On every level. It was Truth be told, it was the same thing from On the Right. But each show got different looks, different performers added, different things from each city. Mm-hmm. I heard she was fucking it up in Houston. Like, everything changed. KK was there, wasn't KK did go to the Houston show. So, yeah. KK and Valerie went to the Houston show. But, yes, completely different. Like, she always changing the motherfucking game. When niggas get on a plateau to change the motherfucking game... Each time you need to, and he uh, and uh, Saint Nicholas over here, you were yes. just on that level. You, you were just there. She was. You were just there a few years ago. That was just like when you had regular hair and everything. Now you sit back in this bitch that colorful hair don't care. Look what happened. You put on these new wigs and these new personas. You don't, let Ro- you don't let Roman take over and shit. And bitch, you is not. Nobody cares. No one cares. No one, no cares. one cares enough. Name like, another motherfucking song that anybody is playing other than Barbie Dreams. No shit. That's the best shit on the whole album. Exactly. Name another fucking song that somebody else is playing. That's literally the best song on her whole entire album. And that album is fucking hot garbage. And I will continue to say it. And I don't care who likes it. it that shit is fucking it. trash. Like, I don't care. Name no one says. another motherfucking song. Because that's the only one niggas know how to recite. <laughs> like, that shit is trash. And it's it, it's bad that even to the point where we were so happy that Wayne took control of that song, Dark Side of the Moon. Like, I was so happy that... I didn't have to... Me and you are always on the same wavelength, which is hilarious. Because I didn't have to say to you what I was thinking about the song, and you said it. You was like, damn, this is the best she ever sounded. I said, nigga, I said the same shit. Ever. I said the same shit. She will get props for that. Right. Or I should get Wayne props. You Wayne props. Because that That is the best... That is the best I have ever heard her sound. No, Nikki cannot sing at all. Right. And we all know that. But that song... I was like, oh. That shit came on, I was like... Swear this nigga says Nikki and and Wayne. I said it is. Who the fuck is this bitch? It is. We then you hear it. Street and I'm then like, when she do her verse, it's like oh, oh shit. shit. This right. bitch sound amazing. Right. Like you sound great. <clears throat> so but that's sad. You want now, Wayne's album sounding like that? And, and, and this is, is what that's what I wanted for the Carter Five versus this, this Queen respect. bullshit. That is what I wanted. Like yo, if you want to talk about Young Money, where it stands, it stands Wayne at the top. Drake in the middle and, and Nikki at, the, at bottom. the motherfucking bottom. Because right now I can't, I can't foresee anything else on this album being another fucking single. I don't get, I don't get another single out of this. Nope. And if it is, it's because the Barb's have pushed the shit out of it. Nigga, nigga, fuck. Barbie Dreams is a single. It's Barbie Dreams and Barbie Dreams, and that's fucked up. That's Barbie a single. Dreams. That's not on the album. That right. didn't come out on the album. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, right. That's a single that we waiting for another album. 
Possibly. That I'm still waiting on that. Possibly Barbara Barbara just gonna be on the on this album. She's gonna drop eventually. Okay. Oh, the new album, right? <laughs> oh, you're right. The new album. It's a nice single. It's hot. So, and, and then in my, in my mind, it's only the Chun Li single, Barbie Tings, and Barbie Dreams. That's it. That's like, it. even her names are getting fucking ridiculous. And then not only that, I'm the just only confused. I'm lost. The only other thing that throws me is why the fuck does what the hell is that? Oh, uh, what the hell? Oh yeah, yeah, but that yeah, that's what that is. But um, that's going crazy. No, it, <laughs> um, but the only thing that that throws me with her is that she's you getting too old, y'all. You getting too old. So also, we always talk about female rappers. So the other ones in the game that I'm really interested in seeing will coming back. I want Kim's album is hopefully gonna be good. Um, people were not really feeling this nasty one song. In the video, but it just is what it is. It's little Kim. I wasn't really feeling that queen, queen. too much, but yeah. either way, at the end of the day, Kim not out here terrorizing bitches. She not. She not out here terrorizing nobody. She not out here being no shady ass, petty pessimist. Like, oh my god, she's cool. You woke and you be knowing. Come she's on cool. now, she's right. cool. I can. It's Kim. Number right. one, Kim ain't no. She not doing that. Kim is worried about her. She right. worried about what she doing. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that shit. Like, Kim is Kim. Kim, she good in my books. Right. She solidified my books. I'm got, see, Nikki would have been to that point where it's like, damn, Nikki dropped this album. I don't fuck with it like that. But it's Nikki, so I, I, I'm a rock with her. Right. It would have been there had these actions, these stupid, stupid ass moves she making, and this bullying. Like, then that makes me like, you know what? Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you and your album. You don't have an album. You don't have an album. The last one is the blueprint. So I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And to add and to piggyback off of it is like, if she didn't have this motherfucking Queen radio shit, like, this would not be a thing. I know we continue to talk about this. I get this. I am. I'm so. Um, I'm almost like disgusted with myself to continue to talk about it. <laughs> but I just don't like the bullying shit. I don't like the bullshit that comes behind it. Right. She needs to. You need to ban Moose for just a little bit. Make people miss you again because that time at the top of the year. When niggas ain't hearing from you, we was like, oh, bitch, yes. Oh, she gonna come out with fire. She in that studio cooking. She, yeah, she whipping it. She got the wrist action. Nigga, we was wrong. And then, insult to injury, we probably gonna talk about it for another week. Because I think in about a week or two, the documentary about to come out. Right. So, I'm gonna have to watch the documentary just to get my mind wrapped around. Maybe this will be the last Onika shit that I talk about, but I don't know. Anyway, who knows? Who knows? I'm sorry. And if y'all hate the show for this, I apologize. But I always like to dig into the psyche of people. Speaking of which, before we go on break, there is one more thing that I did want to talk about. Um, the read called it, and this was good quality entertainment. Right. But they were talking about the Braxton family values. Nigga. Have you seen that? I well, apparently first of all fuck you Comcast because we TV no. <laughs> fuck you Comcast damn because shade. because we TV decides that now there has to be a subscription for we TV bitch we TV been free for years why the fuck all of a sudden this gotta be part of a subscription like, nah, bitch, we we not we like not, we so not, you niggas not getting this free anymore that's a dub number one number two shout out to whoever the, I can't even remember what the YouTube channel is but they do a whole synopsis of it but I'm appreciative of it. So, they were on Iyanla Van Zandt, Fix My Life. Me and my co-worker talked it's about... It's a song? No, 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 no. It's a show. It's a show. So, um, Iyanla is a um, spiritual advisor, like a life coach. Okay. 
and people go on to it. It's actually, to be honest with you, the show is actually really good. Um, cause like she, some she Phil type shit. Kind of, sort of, cause she like mammy titties the shit out of them. She just, you know, they're time. Baby, like, baby, uh, baby, come here. Really? Like, you, you laughing and shit, but that is literally what the show was like. Literally. So, like, there, there was one episode that she did where she did, um, sex workers that were addicted to sex working and she like built it was crazy and so she's kind of like building up the morale and self-esteem to show how life can be different and and, and kind of intertwining and breaking in and looking into themselves right so i don't know what the fuck she said to tamar but on the second part and this is spoiler alert for y'all that ain't seen it but the second part where tamar went around the, the whole table and apologized to everybody we've been watching shit for about what six seven seasons now I ain't never seen... This is the first time in six, seven seasons where I felt like her apology to everyone at that table was genuine, genuine as yeah. fuck. I haven't... You talking I've about... I've always she, heard bad ass things about this woman. She... You talking about she did... She went through Tawanda, Tony, Tracy, her father, and Trina, and her mother. I, don't, I think she just genuinely apologized to her mother. But personally apologized for all of the actions. And I mean, when I tell you it was more personalized than just a general, oh, I'm sorry, and just kept moving on. No, she like explained shit. She, she was like, you know, for the times that I wasn't there for you when you when you needed me the most and this, that, and the third, and I wasn't the best sister. I said, bitch, you about to get my vote. That just, you <laughs> about to me, that put me on, on top. I can, it, I am all about an apology. Like, if you apologize to a motherfucker, apologize. Right. But apologize and say, I am sorry for the role that I played in it. And if you're not quite sure, like, I'm not quite sure what it is, what that role is, but I'll figure it out. Like, I had a friend of mine who um, ghosted me and blocked me for quite a while. And then one day came back and was like, look, I want to apologize for being such a shitty friend, this, that, and the third. I said to y'all, I said, look, check this out. You don't have to apologize. I apologize because whatever I did to create that action, that was my fault. Right. And I'm taking responsibility for that. Right. Because clearly, no matter what it would have been, I was the one who did that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you didn't just up in one day and just say you ain't like me. Right. Now, if you did, then that's a whole other story too. But there's always something that's a counter reaction to that. You did you did something. Right. Something happened. You know what I'm saying to you? Shit just don't magically just happen right. without there being a cause and effect. Exactly. So I'm just, I'm not that person. Like, I always appreciate when somebody can apologize and they apologize about and what they're apologizing. Mean it. And mean it. That girl was so, she was so, for the first time ever, like, I've, we've seen Tamar cry. And <laughs> shout out. We? We've, we've seen <laughs> Tamar cry. But, and I've even seen her do it at, um, I've seen her do it because they also went to Bishop T.D. Jakes like a couple of, like a season ago, a season right. two ago, right? So you went to T.D. Jakes and it was something about that apology that wasn't sincere either because at that moment, she was like, everybody's blaming on me. It's all on me. It is what it is. And it's all on me. And she was just surprised that everybody just didn't believe her apology at the time. So it was all of this melodramaticness, but the reality is... They right and, and it is the reason why it's like this. <laughs> but this is where Iyanla is completely different. Iyanla didn't just put the blame on Tamar like Tamar, it's all you. She said, "Do y'all ever realize that Tamar is the baby of the situation, and you went off with your career, Tony, uh, Trina, and and Tawanda? Y'all had y'all things and were She's married. Just left. Tracy, just like- and 
and Mike, you you ended up you, you ended up leaving. She was just left. So you don't think that some of this behavior and, and demeanor who she that. is comes from that? It's like damn, my whole and everybody looks stuck as shit. It's and like, I was yo, like, all wow. y'all, all of y'all went off and just got successful as shit and did or did whatever you had to and do. And I'm just like, okay, where do right. I start? Right. Where do I even start? Like, and and I will I will solidify that Tony's feeling is a real. Feeling. Right. So Tony had the feeling of, and she said it. She said, <clears throat> "Until this show, I've never been the person to um, say that I regret my success because I had to take my sisters along. Right. I had to to do all you know to do all of these things and everything that I had in my success. I, she's like, I felt like I would have been higher if I didn't have to take them. Right. That is some real shit. Sometimes you, every my journey's not your journey." Right. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, if your journey twists and turns, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be what's for me. It's right. not best for me. Right. And even though, you know, you you and I treat it like we fam, if something else changes, it changes. That's it just fucking is. changes. I, I think about that with my, <clears throat> once again, it's so funny the whole time talking, I'm literally just thinking, about, thinking to myself, like, wow. I'm just like, my fucking cousin. <laughs> you know, like, this nigga knows Diddy. Personally. Right. FaceTime, like, just whenever you want type shit. Right. Like, you know, he got connections like that. But it's like, do I want those? Like no. Oh, okay. Yeah, quick, yeah. yeah. But to me, it's like, it, 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 it doesn't bother me anymore. Because it's like, I don't want to be in the industry. Right. I don't want to fuck with none of them niggas. Right. I'm, I'm perfectly fine where I'm at. Exactly. Everything's going smooth right now. I'm good. I'm not shooting to be nobody. Like, I'm right. good at the end of the day. Because... Last thing I want is to be that nigga looked at like, oh yeah, he wanted to walk in this nigga's shoes. Like, exactly. Nah, sorry, bro. Like, exactly. I have my own plan. Exactly. You know, like I literally, I used to, I used to bitch about it. Like, it's fucked up. La la. But now it's just like, you know what, yo, teachers. And then, and, and then <coughs> when you stop focusing on that aspect of someone having whatever they have in their branch and whatever they have on their tree even more. and you have your own look at yep. how much your tree has grown substantially yep. and that the roots and the foundation of your tree is way better than what that is because yeah it's on more of a local it's more of a celebrity kind of situation basically but, but I don't yours, want that. but yours is so deep organically organically through this podcast yes. through all the people that we met, music, <laughs> like, you know, and, and your music itself. So it's just been your organic, and I won't say struggle, your organic trails yeah. that you've done for yourself. So I you know that, that it's completely different. But what I wanted, what I was thinking with all of this is that one of the main things that I will say is that you, you just, you definitely have to realize that family can. Family is forced to love each other. It doesn't mean that you're forced to like each other. Exactly. You know, you're forced. You're, you're just blood related. You're blood. You're forced to love each other because that's a, a even though love is a different different stand like it's a different stanza. In love, you'll fucking fight for them, irregardless, right or wrong. Because if somebody else says something, that's a that's whole other story. Yeah. Real shit. But bitch, I don't like half of the shit you do. <laughs> like, I don't, like I don't, don't fuck do, with you at all. I don't fuck with you. But, but another nigga in the street can't do that. Yeah, because they don't know. And I'm not gonna let another nigga do. And I'm not gonna let another nigga do at all. So and so that it becomes the di- you know the dynamic bias, and the dichotomy of very biased. It's just yeah. it's biased. It's, it, it is. It is. It's like you know what we family right by blood in our veins, right. but 
Would I would I let another nigga come disrespect you? Fuck, Fuck no. no. I wish this nigga would Fuck try. No. This in, in person, mm-hmm. you tell like that's not happening at all. Like I and but I'm that person time, and, and that's and that's where I am. Like I'm that person too, because I'm like, yo, I will never let anybody say anything about you. So if it got to a point where it was out in public, it was in social media. Right. All bets are you off. You can check. You all can bets check. are off. You are getting fucking checked. You are, all bets are off. That's real to, shit. You can check. I had to tell my mother, <laughs> mother last time. I said, look, you better check somebody before I have to check them because if I have to check them, it's a wrap. Ain't nobody having a Merry Christmas out this <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break right now and uh, we're going to go ahead and get back to the bag. And then we're going to let's talk about these motherfucking sitcoms because black sitcoms been out for quite a while. I was and- literally just watching, what was I watching last night? Everybody hates Chris, and that's and like, I think that's actually on the list. Too. I fucking love I yo. I have to remember because I haven't watched TV in. We gonna talk about this. Yo, I say like, it's it's gonna be so much, and we're and and it will probably so think about theme songs. It's so much to say, yo. It's we'll so talk. We'll talk say. about it. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be lit. So I'm host Young Smooth, and as you take a swallow, sorry, I'm Ob, <laughs> and we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up, y'all? We back. I am your host, Young Smooth. I'm OB. And this is the kickstand. Yes. So. What the fuck? I don't know. Why you hit the yes, sir? The where, ending. Where shit. did that come the, from? The yes, sir. It's like a pastor. Yes, sir. Where did that come from? Was that? That might have been from that. Um, it looks like you have to lead into a verse. What was it? I, that came from something. I can't remember where it came from now. Um. All right, so let's go into this black sitcom situation. Black, we ain't talking no white sitcoms, meaning we're not talking friends. We're not talking or friends cheers. Here. We're not talking cheers. Right? Roseanne, Reba, none of that shit. Although, and those are all good ass sitcoms. Ass. Although, speaking of which, Murphy Brown is back. By the way, so sorry. We definitely had to talk about that. I watched it. I loved it. It was in the. It's South already episode. on. Mm-hmm. It comes on on Thursdays on CBS. It, it is amazing. It is so. First of all, the house that she in, because I mean, she bought a house. You know what I'm saying? She had a house. The house is exactly the same. Really? The furniture is a little different now, but the the size and the and the staircase and the way the house looks, exactly the same. Her son Avery is about 25 now. So now it's like nostalgic. It's so nostalgic. Okay. So nostalgic. So it's good. It's definitely a good look. Um, everybody's in it. All the original cast is back. That's a plus. Um, I do think that it will be more successful as long as there is no race. And there's never really been any racist comments or shit like that in Murphy Brown, for real, for real. And or Roseanne, to our knowledge. To our knowledge. Not that, I've, not no, that I've been aware of. I've never, but, but you gotta remember, we haven't watched it in, in years. In years. So, so I'm if just you watched the original, you might pick some shit up. But even with right Roseanne, now, Roseanne wasn't quite like that because there was a black family that was with them at one yeah. point. So it wasn't really like that. Yeah. It just happens to be whatever her views are now yeah. that threw that fucking she show into a, yeah. ter- <laughs> into a turmoil. Fuck that. Anyway, let's talk about some of the best black sitcoms. And if you have any that are your favorites, don't forget you can hit us at the kickstand podcast at gmail.com. So I went to ranker.com and there is the first top three. What do you think the first top three sitcoms are? Fresh Prince of Bel Air is definitely one of them. Martin is one of them. And Sanford the Sun. 
It's funny that you said that you got two out of three. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is on there as number one. Martin is number two. And The Cosby Show is number three. No, see, no, actually, see, in my head, you asked me what you said, what do you think they are? Which yeah. is not processing that you said what they are. Yeah. I, I spoke from my... From your opinion. The Sanford and Son was a shit, and it is actually on this list, and we'll get to that in a second. But let's Sanford start, and Son is fucking, is that shit. Let's start with The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Air. So, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is an American television sitcom that originally aired on NBC from September 10, uh, 1990 to May 20, 1996. The show stars Will Smith as a fictional version of himself, a street-smart teenager from West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days, sorry. Yeah, no, you, it's, it's only right. It's the, you can't say it. You can't say West Philadelphia without saying it that way. Um, who was sent to move with his wealthy aunt and uncle in Bel Air, uh, in a, in their Bel Air mansion, after getting into a fight on a local basketball court. In the series, his lifestyle often clashes with the lifestyle of the relatives in Bel Air. The series lasted for six seasons and aired 148 episodes. So, nigga, I will say right it. now, I will say right now, Freshman to Bel Air, yo, was. It was more than just a sitcom to me, yo. That's one of them things where it's like, it was, it was deep, very deep. It was relatable, and it was one of the moments where you sat back. Even me being young, which is crazy, which I, uh, which I feel like that takes into. I feel like a lot of our don't see these were real black sitcoms. Mm-hmm. That's why I appreciated them so much, but. I feel like this is a, a show that told me like, hey, even being young as I was, I had a, I always was a smart person, but this is one of them shows where it's like, imagine if you were put into a situation like that, where right. it's like, hey, you had look, to, you had to change um, everything. Go move, look, from where you from, where you right. come from. No, look, I'm about to move you to the fucking West Coast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move you to the West Coast and you're about to see a life that you don't even know exists type shit. And who's to say that technically his mother knew what, knew what they lived in. Right. But it's like, you come from, you know, Baltimore City to fucking Bel Air. Right. California. Like, you are in a mansion now. Um, big ass square footage house. You got your own room. Like, Yo, it's about to be a whole like. Imagine like how do you like it's it's, it's deeper thought than it's just. No, it's like how do you fathom that? How right. do you adjust to that? How do you be like get out your ways because of where you came from? Exactly. Now to where you are, it's like uh. And how I, and how he even influenced his his cousins. It's like, am I gonna pour too much of this was orange like, juice or? Yeah. These niggas first gonna get more orange juice. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> Ashley Ashley was like, you know. A, the biggest Will fan on the show. She was like, I, I loved everything about him and and wanted to do and emulate a lot of things. And, and there are a lot of people that have those bigger, those big brothers or big sisters that you really look up to. Right. Um, <laughs> that you really look up to and say, okay, well, that that's what I want to emulate. Uh, favorite episode of that? Uh, honestly, the episode about his dad. Oh my God! Get out and- of my head! Because I was going <laughs> to say the same exact episode! <laughs> but it's, it's- I promise you I was going to say the same exact and episode. Yo, that episode really... Every- the ending of that episode? Yo, not even just the ending. Not episode. even just the ending, yo. Everything about the episode hits very Ooh, hard. Ooh, when he got shot? 
It just oh, hit. Yeah. The, the episode just hit hard, Joe. It's one of them things where it's like, yo, granted, that is my favorite that's fucking episode. Hands my favorite it's episode. Funny that you that. That is my favorite one. The second one is when he worked at the shoe shop. Uh, no, 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 not the shoe shop. When he um, tried to audition Ashley to sing. Yes. That but was it was my, a two-part episode. Yes, yes. That was my second one. But, that came on out of the day. As a but that, but, the, but, the, but the, um, the one about his dad was so deep to me because it's like... Mm-hmm. And granted, I had my dad in my life when I was little. Mm-hmm. You know, but he was in a position where he never had his dad. Exactly. So it was like, you think to yourself... And that was actually based off of a, sto- it a story. It was. Yeah. Was, yeah. And, and to me, it's like, wow. Imagine if I didn't have my... I don't love my father, but it's like, imagine if I didn't have my father. Like, the shit you had to deal with. Like, like it's, it's shit you feel from watching the episode. Especially now I'm older. It's like, yeah. wow, excuses, excuses, excuses. You right. know, like... Oh, and, the fact, and the fact that he was there and he left... It's like, oh, I wouldn't stay well, but I gotta do such and such. And right. it's like, damn. Wow. Again. I'm, again. Again. It's like, damn, like, again. I'm thinking now shit's good. And right. then it's just like, yo, it's that moment where you really just have to, like... Let go, like you know what? And Uncle I'm Phil, tired of this Uncle shit. Phil was one of the best black father figures. You know, like I know we talk about Bill Cosby, and we'll get there on that because that that there are actually two Cosby situations on here, so we'll talk about that too. But definitely Uncle Phil, um, I agree with but that. But Uncle Phil was probably the best because there was a level of disciplinary. I'll I'll show you the actions when you don't follow what I say. Kind of situation, like the time they they went to court over the pool house situation, right? right. So like, you and know, it was also the. No matter, even looking at, and it's something I picked up from it, even looking at where Uncle Phil was placed, yeah. where they lived, where Will was introduced to, right? he still taught you the value of a dollar. And even, he still even taught it. And not forgetting that Uncle Phil would say, I came from the same places that you came from. Right. I'm just here now. I'm here now, right. Guess exactly. what? You're, yes, you got a very, very sedity-ass... You got two sedity-ass cousins. Ashley was the... Ashley, Ashley was my favorite. The, Ashley was my favorite. Because Ashley was like... She's uh, like in the middle. She's like, okay... Dad and mom have this, but... I'm still in this mentality. Don't really how to fight. Yeah, like... He's like, 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 just mind your business. So just mind your business. And that was my shit. Um... The changing of the Aunt Vivs, that was mm. that was a thing. The change of characters... I didn't fuck with that. That was a little bit much. I didn't that, like that I think that all. was part of the decline of the show, too. I, I didn't like that at all. Because yeah. to me, it's like... I got so used to the first one. Yeah. So it was like... Once the second one came, it was like... And then and like, I think the second one wasn't as confrontational as the first no. one. No. Like, I Hell think the, the, the no. second Hell one, no. it was like if something happened... On that show, it was, a it was just it. like, eh, like, okay, okay, eh. like, look, hey, try this next time. But and then they, and remember, then they tried to add to the cute factor because every every show that was on like an NBC or ABC kind of lineup always try to add to the cute factor because Ashley got older, so she wasn't the cute kid anymore. Mm-hmm. And then so you had little Nikki that came in with the quick one liners, and that was still. You know, and then that was just like, eh, it started Can't to get... Can't appreciate it. It started to get old really like, quickly. Nah, I fucking So, moving on um, to my favorite show, which I will still watch in syndication to this day. And then when I see them, I'll be like, oh, God, they old now. Right. <laughs> but Martin, absolute favorite. So, setting in Detroit, Michigan, the series stars Martin Lawrence in the role of Martin Payne, a disc jockey with a girlfriend named Gina Waters, Tisha Campbell Martin. Martin works that's amazing. Uh, Martin works in the fictional radio station WZUP and later What's up? <laughs> uh, I love that. For yo. local public access television station 51 
a uh, common theme of the series is Martin's selfish and free spirit nature. Episodes often centered on Martin's inappropriate behaviors and instant smart mouth uh, towards friends, neighbors, and whoever else found themselves in his presence. Uh, when all is said and done, however, Martin loved his family and his friends. It just takes dear situ- dire situations. I can think about it. Today. Dire situations for him to show it. Um, as the series progressed, blah, 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 I'm not going through all that. That's a lie. Um, anyway, because I just want to go through the, the premise of what the show is, well, but. Pick a favorite Martin episode. If it's, if, if, if it's mine, I'm going to fuck you up in here. I promise you. Hands down, the best Martin episode say it. He is was when say he it. tried to figure out at nighttime who stole from I him. fucking <laughs> hate you! He had the I fucking hate you! He had the dog. Because that was my favorite. That was the exact episode I was going to use. That was the... I fucking hate you. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> you saw Tommy on that bitch trying not to laugh. I... Don't you see how real their acting is? Yo. Yo, the nigga had the dog like, <laughs> calm down, calm down. It's this fucking stuff, dog. And it's like because that that was actually a scene from New Jack City. See, I never seen New Jack City. Oh, oh my god. Yo, the shit was I, so. Gonna, first of all, I have my New Jack City on Blu-ray. You're gonna watch New Jack City because you had that, to watch that. shit was funny. because the thing about that one episode was how the mood was set. It's yeah, like, god. look, it's dark. Candles late. It's thunder. <laughs> and he got the stuffed dog. Uh-huh. And everybody's sitting there like, Martin, what the, like, what do you want? Like, what's going on? Yeah. He's like, you know what? <laughs> someone stole from me. And I need to figure and out. That whole time it was Brother Man. Right. And it's like, someone stole something. Story behind that. <laughs> so when my uncle was incarcerated and he was in Jessup, I actually met Martin because I saw him and it was when uh, my other uncle who died that was his brother so they, we were all at the jail at the time right. brother man was in jail Martin came to visit brother man in jail <gasps> and I got a chance to meet Martin that that was the, the first time I've ever met Martin oh, you gotta remember Martin's a DC native it's not like he's so That's far from you it was a weird, it's a weird place. I met Martin, met Martin in jail. In jail nigga. And like I met Martin in jail. <laughs> you which, met Martin in, which is, in a prison. It's a weird situation. It's a weird story. But you met this nigga yeah. Martin at a prison. I How many people can say that? Yeah. Now, hey, I met now, Martin at a prison. No, we did ask for pictures, and he was like, "No," and that was fine. That was definitely fine. Because looking back on it, like that probably wasn't the I mean, right I was, moment. Yeah, he's like, but I yeah. don't see my man in the right. fucking prison. I don't feel like taking pictures. Like, yeah. but yeah, no, no. But that definitely was the best episode. The best episode. And then favorite character. Because he, he had so many. To me, honestly, yo, just Martin himself. And the yeah. reason why I say that, and yes, all of his character roles that he played were yeah. funny shit. But to me, just Martin himself, because I feel like I am just like that in a way. I have characteristics that literally make me feel like, yo, wow, I would do that same shit. Right. Wow, I would do that same shit. Like, it's almost like watching yourself. Right. That's how I feel. It was like, wow. My favorite would have to be, hands down, uh, Shanene. And his mother. The mother is the funniest. The mother is she the funniest. She's funny as Shanae But it's funny because he said a while back that he patterned his mother after the mother. Right. And his mother ended up being more sort of voice for Big Mama. Right, right. Because that was, that was pretty exactly. much what that was. And then he also did... Um, he also did Shanae after his sister. Right. So Shanae was after sister, which was really, really, really funny to see that she. He was like, those were the girls that we we grew up with, yo. So many fucking. Let me tell you something. 
Martin was the quint Martin and New York Undercover were the quintessential shows at that time that would have our black hip hop celebrities on them. Biggie was on there. Now Pac wasn't on there though, because Pac was actually on a different world, which we'll get to too. Um, but Biggie was on there. Outcast was on there. Yes, Snoop was, Snoop was on there. Um, Method Man was on there. The time Method Man stole the jewelry. Cause see that was the t- that was around the time that the show started to shift a little bit because of this whole situation with Tisha Campbell. Right. So that was the lawsuit that happened around like ninety seven. So once that happened, it was it definitely became a bit much. Right. I don't know if they I don't know if he really thought that she they was dating or what have you, but that was one of my absolute favorites favorite favorites. Then let's go to number three, which is the Cosby Show. All right, the Cosby Show. Was with Bill Cosby, Felicia Rashad, Keisha Knight Pulliam, Tempest Bledsoe, Lisa Bonet, Malcolm Jamal Warner. So many great, great celebrities. So the Cosby Show is an American television sitcom starring Bill Cosby, which aired from for eight seasons on NBC from September 20th, 1984 until April 30th, 1992. Damn, even my girl Erica Alexander from Living Single was on there. And Alicia Keys actually guest starred on there. Really? Yeah, at one point. As yeah. one of, as one of, yo, if see, you look I can, back. I can, I can honestly say I've not seen every episode of Cosby. If you look I'm not. back, mm, me either. Well, no, no, I'll I, I take that back. I have seen different seasons legitimately had different shit. Like, yes. it's, it's different when they had a show that this every season is memorable. Like, right. Martin, I've definitely seen every episode of Martin. Well, and here's the thing. Now, now, that, now that it's in more syndication than it is with the Cosby show, because right. Martin is on, is syndicated. I've definitely seen every single fucking You can watch Martin on MTV. You can watch DVDs of the shit. You You can get get all the seasons, everything. So Martin is completely different than the Cosby show. Um, The show focuses on the Huxable family, an upper upper middle class African American family living in Brooklyn, New York, according to TV Guide. The show was TV's biggest hit in the 80s and and almost single-handedly rival... Revered the sitcom, uh, revived, sorry, can't speak today. Revived the sitcom genre and NBC's um, rating future, ratings future, which is true. At that point in the 80s, I remember them talking about it that the Cosby show was like its new revival. Like, and actually, I remember, um, so it's loosely actually based off of his life. Again, a lot of sitcoms end up being that mm-hmm. way because. Um, Comedy comes from pain. Um, but I believe it was actually more sons than it was daughters. I think daughters, he had okay. I think he only had the one daughter and more sons versus being daughters and sons the Probably way it is. Something like that. And as a matter of fact, if it was if it was if it was correct the way that it was supposed to be, Theo would have died. Oh shit. Because his real son actually died. It died. Okay. His his real son actually died. So if that was the case, then Theo would have would have passed. Right. Um, but they, but they had so many iconic guests on that show. Right. It was ridiculous. They had one episode where they were in the studio with Stevie Wonder. I don't remember that. See, yeah. I have not seen. And, th- and those were, but at that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have suggested for you to see. That was in the eighties. But I'm just saying so in general. A lot of episodes of Cosby Show I've never Yo, seen before. That shit. Does right Cosby Show still come on TV? It, Due to this oh, whole circumstance, I ain't think about that. Due to this whole circumstance, no. 
I didn't want to hear that shit. Let I'll, if I if I could find the the DVDs. I think you still can. I'll you get. You still can. Like uh-huh. I'll get. I'll definitely get it. What's next on the list? Sorry, I was vaping through that. Um, the next show on the list was the next three shows are Good Times, The Bernie Mac Show, and Everybody Hates Bernie Us. Mac. Motherfucking. Sh- so we'll get there. Let's so go, let's start. Oh, okay, we'll get there. Let's start with Good Times. So, Good Times uh, starred... Um, Dynamite! <laughs> Yo, what is this, uh, Ralph Carter and Jimmy Walker. Um, <laughs> so, Good Times is an American sitcom that originally aired from February 8th, 1974 until August 1st, 1979 on CBS. Now, they had some motherfucking <laughs> moments on it this It was show. created by Eric Monet and Mike Evans and developed by Norman Lear. Uh, the series' primary... Executive producer. Damn. Um, Good Times is a spinoff of uh, Maud, which itself is a spinoff of Family Matters. I'm sorry, All in the Family. Right. So it was like spinoff after spinoff. Okay. Um, before Good Times ever aired onto the show. So basically, so Good Times is a spinoff. Yeah, Good Times is a spin is a um, a spinoff of Maud. Okay. And okay. I think that Florida Evans's character or um, Esther Roll was in. Maud at one point and then fa- um, All in the Family came and that was like the white sitcom version of, of Good Times. Of Good Times. Okay. So it was like, you know, this was the, the duality of it. But they had they had hella hella stuff and then also launched the career of one Miss Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um which I I know that child abuse is is a big subject. But that was probably one of my favorite. Those were my favorite episodes when Penny was in there, and then she started getting older. Like those were my favorite episodes. Those were I'm sorry, yo. episodes. Yo, I got a lot of good times, and it's crazy for me to say I've not seen every episode. Me of, either. Of 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 like, I've not seen every episode of Good Time. Yeah. Not seen every, every, every I can't have of, a good. I can't have a good time in this marathon because after a while the shit just gets it, yeah, it gets it's really like depressing. But what was depressing since James died. That was very depressing. It's like, oh shit, like damn. Yeah, no. When shit James the fan, died, shit the fan, like. Yeah. But at the same time, yo, it was and, so- and, that, and that's James dying is the same thing as them changing out the Aunt Vivs because it changes. Like, right, like everything that we just talked about when we talked about the the Fresh Prince, we talked about Martin, right? Um, and now talking about good times when there are changes like that, it changes the dynamic of the show. It's drastic. You, you feel me? Drastically changes the dynamic of the show. It's right. like, yo, this is these are the characters that I've known, loved, and grown up with for the last few years. That's why I couldn't get with the second album. I can't. Game. Right. It's like, wait, like, and you got to remember. Uh, uh, now I'm grateful that they did not change James. No, 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 no. I'd rather not. that they killed him off. And this just him. like he's just not in the show anymore. Like, right. that would have been fucked up. It's like, all right, now we got to get used to it. Because I, I yeah. don't think people understand. Well, let me not say people. Let me say from like people who really are like sitcom crackheads. Like when you watching a sitcom for three to four plus seasons of this shit, right? And you will become used a part of your character. family. Yeah, now it's like, oh, I love this character. I love. Oh, I can't wait to watch this show so I can see this specific character and what the fuck he gonna do and do the thing they do. And it's like when this character either gets swapped off or no longer existed in the show, mm-hmm. you literally be like, 
Mm, I don't know if I let it show anymore because it's like it's certain things you got used to. It's like yeah. it's just like going to your homeboy house every single day when you got a friend or someone in school. Like for example, um, in my then, school, and then they move away. Our project manager last day was Friday, mm-hmm. and everyone in the class we didn't got so used to this man because mm-hmm. he's he he's who we have to see when we come right. to class. See him in the morning. We have to see him, you know, during the week, and we got to see him every Friday. So mm-hmm. it's like we are used to seeing this man's face. His last day was Friday. Right. Feel me? Shout out to Chris. But we see him. His last day was Friday. Yo, it's, to my classmates crying. Like I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand though. It's like yo, we we not com- we got he, we're comfortable with him. He knows a lot of shit about us. You know, mm-hmm. he knows about certain people's past and certain people's altercate things they've been through in life. Right. Because like, we're comfortable telling that to him, and that was like. Damn, they about to hire someone else, and now we have to try to fill this. Like, you know, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all gotta fill this person out now mm-hmm. before I tell them anything. Like, and that, and that's kind of where I am. Shout out to me now because I shout out my damn self in that position. Um, because with us losing one employee and now me stepping into the position, and you gotta do um, the same shit. It's it's the same thing. It's kind of nostalgic. Like you know, we've been with we haven't been with her as long, but just in general, being in in the new position now mm-hmm. kind of puts me like okay, well great. But I'm glad to be in the new position that I am. Um, one for the one for the raise, and two for the fact that because I've been in the position that I that I was in now, right. and now I'm in a management position, I get a chance to train someone to do the position just as good if not better than what mm-hmm. I did before. So, you know, it, it it'll be it'll be worth it. Um so moving on to Bernie Mac show. The Bernie Mac show. I have literally I will argue First of all, I don't even have to read this cuz that shit was I'm just God, we'll argue that shit. But I will say that it aired from November 14, 2001 to April 14, 2006. I will say this, yo. I cannot watch it anymore. Nigga been not ever argument with me with Bernie Mac show mm-hmm. ever. Ever. That's a show you better not ever talk shit about around me. I actually gonna feel some type of way about that shit. Right. Nigga, Bernie Mac show, that's now you gotta remember that time period, that's when I was like young, mm. watching that shit faithfully. Like new episodes. Right. As they're coming out, I'm seeing it. Yes. Yes. That was my shit. Like Bernie Mac show was my so shit. So the Bernie <laughs> Mac show was right before I got out of high school. It was it was about to air roughly it aired a couple of months before we before high school ended. Right. Um it was a show that was primarily based off of his his stand up yep. for the Kings of Comedy. Um and based off of a lot of actually true events for yeah, him as well. <laughs> um so I loved the show so much, but once he passed, I couldn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, I couldn't watch it in syndication. I couldn't watch it in rerun. It actually took me about maybe a year or two because I literally. It's one of those things where with Bernie Mac, I watched Bernie Mac since the inception of Def Comedy Jam. So to watch him propel his career, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from all of his and movies all. and everything, everything yep. that was happening to him at that time, I'm sitting here like, yo. I can't believe it. It's just not the same. So it's really hard to kind of watch it. And one of those things when something like that happens to a major cast member or the or the primary cast member like that, it encapsulates everybody else that's in it because it's like you don't realize Jordan is grown now. You know, baby girl's grown. All of them. You know what I'm saying? Like all they're all grown. Grown is a motherfucker. Right. Like you don't you it, it just kinda makes them be like yeah. in your head, you're always like that. So that's one that's one good and downside of syndication where it's just like if you watch it, you're just like, damn, these motherfuckers is really grown. But then it's like, do you think about this show? 
do they ever watch it and be like, wow, look at us? I wonder. I do wonder that. Look I at us when that. we were fucking like, Vanessa was, was the oldest, oldest. Jordan, baby girl, she's young. It's just like, baby you ever watch like yourself? Three. Like four at best, right. if not five mm-hmm. or six. Jordan was like 10, 11, mm-hmm. 12 years old. It's like, and then you got to remember these seasons and seasons. So it's like, they yeah. got older and older and older and older and older. So it's like, you look at them like, damn, look at us when we were fucking like, Young as shit. shit. Right. And then now look at us now. We fucking grown ass adults. Like. Right. So our next three will be uh, The Jeffersons, Sanford and Son, and In Living Color. Uh, ooh. I know, right? So start off. Ooh, that just pissed me off. We'll, we'll think. We'll they put In Living Color all with that far back, yo. They put it at number nine. And so in, in the ranking of what it is, it's not top that 10. bad. Uh, it's nine out top 10. of... Yeah, top ten. Nine out of a ranking of uh, 84. 84 Damn. different... 80, 84 different... I feel like Living Color went... Oh, fuck it. Like, 11 color, you will never be another one. <laughs> no. And they've, they've been trying to bring that back, too. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Let's, let's go I'm, to... I'm just in hate mail. You stupid. Let's go to where we are with that. So, we had Sanford and Son, which starred the legendary Rick Fox. I'm sorry, Red Fox. Sorry. Woo. Rick Fox. Hold on thing. Uh, Rick, Red Fox. Right. Um, uh, Damon Will, uh, Wilson and LaWanda Page. LaWanda Page was on everything that was on esther yeah she was on remember when she was on don't be a menace yep that was my shit that shit was funny <laughs> bitch you gonna be walking around with two shoes one on your foot and one on your ass you're gonna walk around with three Stop. shoes two on your feet and one, one on your, your ass. ass oh Except yeah bro, yes. me being <laughs> in this house next time i call you gonna be walking around you with three, three shoes, shoes. Two on your feet and one on your way. Sucker. I was like, damn. And her sucker was everything. It meant so it much. Meant- as like, yo, I'm not about to walk out the house. I'm punished, nigga. Right. Like, <laughs> like yo, let's hold damn stoop. Like, right. Like, niggas like, damn. You, you, you punish? San is an American sitcom, of course, based in the BBC's Steptone and Son. Based on what? Okay, so it was based off BBC's Steptone and Son that ran on NBC's television um, from... Well, they might have been San Francisco. I don't know what the fuck they meant right there. From January 14th, 1972 to March 25th, 1977. Known as the... uh, What? No. Known for its edgy racial humor... Running gags and catchphrases. The series was adopted by Norm Lear. Come on, Norm Lear, you doing everything on this on this niche. And considered NBC's answer to CBS's All in the Family. Sanford and Son has been hailed. Yeah, they must have been Sanford and Son. They typoed the shit out of that. Has been hailed as the predecessor to many other African American sitcoms. It was a. Um, Rating hit through the six seasons that it ran, while the role of Fred G. Sanford was known for its bigotry and cantankerousness. That is a word. Come on, cantankerousness. Damn. <laughs> Spell it. Man, man, dumbass. Woo, and I said that shit. I said that shit. C-A-N-T-A-N-K-R-O-U-S-N-E-S-S. Yes, I said it and I spelled it. The role of Lamont Sanford was... <laughs> You did not even have to say that. What cantankerous? Yes. No, it was it. It meant that though. It was valid, but they didn't have to use that word. (laughs) They didn't have to use that specifically. Like, 
Ooh, they tried. They tried my reading abilities on that one. But anyway, so Sanford and Son had Fred and Lamont and Grady and Aunt Esther, some iconic, iconic characters. And um, shout out to both of them. I don't. I think that Lamont is still alive. Right. And I think I know Lamont the Page is still alive too. But Red Fox had passed, and it was what's crazy is in that he said all the time he would joke about having a heart attack and he actually died of a heart right. attack. Ain't that crazy? So that was that was actually one of my favorite shows. I really, to be honest with you, I don't really have too many Sanford and Son ones that I really remember like that. They were like, yo, this is my favorite episode. But that was it. Next is In Living Color. In Living Color, also another American. I don't know why they wouldn't be American at this point. Um, it, but it was an American sketch comedy television series that originally ran on Fox on April 15th, 1990 to May 19th, 1994. From the creator's brother, Keenan and Damon Wayans, um, created, wrote, starred in... Um, don't be a menace. Yeah, they started. <laughs> oh, they started, they started a lot of stuff. I'm gonna get you sucker. Their catalog is major pain. Right. Their catalog is crazy. But I, one thing we love about them is that they created their own their own catalog. Yo, I will tell niggas right now. Listen, you do cannot... you have a favorite character in that? Because there are so many classic characters. It's hard to say because you had characters who played characters and played characters. For example, Jim Carrey, you played Fire Marshal Bill. He played, I'm gonna say, or is there like specific skits? Because Fire Marshal Bill was a skit. One of the had, and um, the workout when he was doing the workout as a chick, like, hey, oh, like Jim yeah, Carrey, yeah. And he was he was like the the, the workout, Zena, the workout Zena type shit, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, Jim Carrey killed that, and he was the only white character. That's where he got introduced to. Yeah, him, um, J Lo, is a fly yeah, girl. Yeah, like yeah, like I ain't gonna lie. There's this one episode, Joe, that's so funny to me. When Kim Wayans played this, um, she played like a like an Amazonian type of bitch. Yes. When he was in the restaurant. Yes. And, they, and she asked him for an alligator. Yes. And I'm just like, we don't serve alligator. And they brought an alligator out and she rustled this motherfucker. And the mother, <laughs> she was on a date, too. Like, she rustled a whole alligator, killed it. Yeah. Took it outside. Out the window, climbed to the window. It's just like, yo, there's so much going on. Oh my gosh. When she and Tommy Davidson, no, it wasn't Tommy Davidson, it was David Allen Greer, Mm. did the one where they had Little Magic. And and it was like, she's so talented. Go ahead, baby, do that. that So I got a funny for you. My father used to call RJ Little Magic because Dina used to drag her everywhere to do everything. Oh, sure, sure. And that's the same shit. So wait. Oh, Little Magic. <laughs> oh. We used to say that shit. Am I going to pit if I call RJ Little Magic? No, I'm trying to tell you. If, if you call her Little Magic, she knows exactly what the fuck you're talking I'm about. I'm going to call her Little Magic. <laughs> she knows exactly what you're talking about if you call her Little Magic. That shit is fucking hilarious. Um, My favorite... Would have to be uh, Jamie Foxx's Wanda. That was mm. definitely that was definitely a big, 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 big portion. Um, I never said come I'm surprised that they didn't put within the top ten mm. the Jamie Foxx show. It I think it, it, it ranks in here, but it doesn't rank. It, it is it's, it ranks as number seventeen, but it's it's not. Um, Jamie Foxx was pretty well. Yeah, makes sense. It was, it it, was, but that's definitely more in syndication. Yeah, than a it lot wasn't of shit. bad, but that, that was more like are right, we getting to the less legitimate, relatable, original. But you know what? Sitcom. Some of this shit actually, some of it is on the list. So my next ones are gonna be Family Matters, 
a different world, my wife and kids, and living single. Living single was that shit. Let's talk. All right. Single was that shit. My wife and kids was definitely that shit. Let's let's talk. Okay, so we had Family Matters. Family Matters was set in Chicago. It ran from September 1997 yeah, to. Amazing, yeah. Um, it did not run for a year. Um, it's only a year. Wow, well, hold up. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was going. I was wrong. Okay, so the way that this panned out was, it okay. Um, Family Matters was on ABC from September 22nd, 1989 to May 9th, 1997, and then aired on CBS. Um, uh, network from September 19th, 1997 to July 17th, 1998. Right. Yes, because that was around the time that it started getting real stale. Once it just became, it became like the Steve Urkel show after a while, it was just like, okay. Nobody cares. That shit. <laughs> no one cares. But that nigga made bank. I rem- they recently had something on YouTube with all the cast and characters. I think they had um, everybody on there except like Aunt Rachel, the grandmother, yeah, Aunt Rachel, the gra- and the grandmother. That was those were the only ones that weren't on there. Oh, and the other girl. First of all, so they had a little sister. The little sister's name was um, was Judy, and Judy went upstairs and was on punishment on one episode and never came back. <laughs> she never came back. Yeah, she never came back. They kept running episode and running. They never explained it. She went upstairs and she never came back. What in the fuck? That's, yo, I swear, a lot of you not. Those were the earlier episodes in the 80s moving on to the 90s. Now, funny, the, the girl that played her actually started doing porn. So, it was really, it was really, really bad. Like, yeah, no, no. Uh, they, they got their secrets with it. But yeah, once it, once... Jaleel White and and it really primarily got replaced with Jaleel White's character right. who ended up being the neighbor and it was fine when he was the neighbor but once he started living with them niggas was like what the fuck is going on here uh-huh. did this where did this nigga come from why is he why is he here all the time but uh he re- once he started becoming Stefan Urkel and all of that shit that's when the show really really started to change but it was a branded ass you show. You can tell. You can tell. Yo, it, was, it was very brand. It was like, I can't believe this shit. Nigga. It was, <laughs> it was neck and neck with The Simpsons because of the fact that not not the longevity of it all because clearly The Simpsons is still on to this day which is crazy because The Simpsons came on in 1989. I think it was either 1989 or 1988. And they're still running. And it's still running to this motherfucker. It's current event. They can keep up. They can keep up. And as a cartoon you can do so much more yeah. that you can't do because if the dad falls off a cliff one time. He did. <laughs> Versus, you know what I'm saying, him yeah. falling off a cliff multiple times. You feel me? Um, but they were so branded. When I talk about the Steve Urkel clothing, the lunch boxes, the backpacks, the notebooks, the trapper keepers. Yeah. They like, made everything. Everything. They, sold they, had a, they have a fucking doll. The doll was like 12 inches high. A whole Steve Urkel doll, y'all. Suspenders, glasses, It's funny, right? Because um, one of my cousins had one. I think in my grandmother's house. Had a so Steve Urkel doll. Real shit. Like, so I'm talking weird. about glasses and all. Yeah, it, it, I, I've seen one. I've mm-hmm. definitely seen and held one. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to A Different World. A Different World was actually a spinoff of The Cosby Show, which also starred Lisa Bonet. Now, I will say this. The way that I like A Different World, I like A Different World from season two into the end. 
I, season one had Lisa Bonet, and once Lisa Bonet was went off and did whatever she did, and then came back to the Cosby Show, right. I was grateful for that because I think the rest of the the rest of the cast really held its own. So, a different world is another American sitcom. Blah, 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 blah. Um, with six seasons on NBC, it's a spinoff of the series of The Cosby Show and originally centered on Denise Huxtable and the life of the students of Hillman College, a fictional historically black college in the state of Virginia. Right. Um, after Bonet's departure in the first season, uh, the remainder of the series primarily focused on Southern Belle Whitley Gilbert and mathematician with Dwayne Wayne. The right. series frequently um, depicted members of major historical black um, fraternities and sororities while um, it is a spin-off of the Cosby show a different world typically addressed issues that were avoided by the Cosby show writers. This is true. They covered the riots. Um, they covered um, date rape. Um, they they definitely covered a lot of different topics. Also, um, anyone who knows their history, um, the who is the sister of Felicia Rashad, but Debbie Allen, right. who is an amazing, amazing dancer, actually was co-director of the, A Different World. Um, my girl Jada Pinkett was in it. Right. Um, Jennifer Lewis was in it. Um, you, of course, you had so many great people that did their, you know, did their thing. Had your part. And, and definitely played the part. The one thing that I loved about A Different World, though, A Different World, I remember being a kid and was destined in my mind. I said, I am going to an historically black college. I want to find a, co-. I was like, I'm going to him. I remember I told my mother I was going to him and she said, you know, that really don't exist. <laughs> I wanted to go to Hillman. Say, I wanted to. That. I wanted to have that black fuck experience. Fuck, fuck I, I wanted to go away. Fuck I wanted. Coppin, I'm going to. Fuck I'm Hillman. going to Hillman. Now <laughs> I ain't never make it to the college doors, but <laughs> it's fine. Shoot for the stars. Yo, but that shit was definitely, definitely crazy. Um, next, next two on the list, and we gonna wrap it up, and we'll come back and do this again another time. But this was actually fun because I was like, yo, it's. Trip down memory lane. Yes. Uh, my last two are going to be my wife and kids and living single. So much history with this stuff. I didn't realize how quickly my wife and kids was on the air though. And going. It was on the air from March 28, 2001 until, what did it say? It said March 28, 2001 to May 17, 2005. So the Waynes brothers also make another hit and it was great to see Tisha Campbell back. Um, Tisha got a lot of flack though. Tisha Campbell got a lot of flack because she gained weight, mm. and so you know, like nobody she, cared. She, but they, but they played that up and they played that up yeah, in the show. They did. But they played that at the same a lot, time. A lot. That show was fucking a catalyst of my childhood. Like I watched that show faithfully every day, every single day. Right. Oh, uh, uh, what? Let me catch a fucking My Wife and Kids marathon. Loved my my wife and kids marathon. That's I still watch, watch it now. As a matter of fact, the shit still come on like. Eight o'clock in the morning. Get the fuck out of here. It, it does. There are marathons on on like TV One and BET every day. That shit still comes. Oh, I'm watching it. Like there are marathons. Yo, it. my wife and kids comes on every I'm morning. Watching it. See, I didn't know that. I thought they took a lot of all good shit from. We took took it off. No, no, no. Like I'm yo, that shit. yo, the motherfucking Wayne's. All right. So when I wake up in the morning, the Wayne's. If I wake up early enough in the morning, like six o'clock and shit in the morning, 
The Wayne's Brothers is on. Then after the Wayne's Brothers goes off, uh, Jamie Foxx is on. If I'm here later in the day, then you'll have um, you'll have my wife and kids come right, on after that. Right. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely we definitely have to do another one of these shows. Yes, this, this, we will. This is this is good. Um, but yeah, my wife and kids, and just in general, Damon Wayne's bringing so many different they genius different yo. people. These niggas are genius. They continuously continuously <laughs> do it. Um, and then lastly, my ultimate, ultimate, ultimate favorite, favorite, favorite goddamn show was Living Single. I yeah. watched every I episode. I have seen every fucking episode every of Living episode. Single, yeah. And it's funny, mm-hmm. that's like the, that was the first, literally, at, no, that was the first and only, next to Girlfriends, that was the first and only fucking With sick girl? sitcom I've ever watched. Yeah. And I've seen every episode of that. Yep. Every single fucking episode. No, that Girlfriends and then later on the game. Yeah. The game was had males, but it was probably on Chick-fil-A. It was it, it was, 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 was definitely Chick-fil-A. Because it was it was more on the the game was more on the flip side of um sports and all that shit. But, but it was it was the back side of it. The so back the side was mainly was what was told. It was right. The females. But right. I will say living single first of all, let's just start right here with the intro. Yeah. Let's start with the intro. Let's start with the song then leading into we the song, the, 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 the actors, Yo, they had so many, and, and it was funny because I was young. I'm like, I don't know this but, shit. Yo, I don't if know they, 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 re- they rebooted, what would the theme song sound like? Because here's the thing: no, 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 no. Because they are they are in talks to reboot this. They are in talks to reboot this. I actually would like for that to be the case because it would definitely be different. But here's the thing. Although they can't be living, they can't be living but so single. But here's the like, thing: they don't even single this long. Yeah, no, right. That was but, still but, but, it's a problem. Now. But hopefully, it would it would rear off from everything that happened on the last episode, right. on the very last episode. Um, but you gotta think about it though. How do you? What is what does that sound like now? Because it's like we're living single Ooh, in a nineties kind of world. Like, like which is not. In nope. the 21st century, century, I'm only oh, rocking with me. <laughs> right. Just being living single, literally with a single bitch by herself. <laughs> like, just go see her friends here and right. there type shit. Like, so it aired um, on Fox Network, and it was part of the ultimate Thursday night lineup on Fox because it was like Martin, Living Single, New York Undercover. Those shows, that was the best fucking lineup. Um, but you got the Fox Net- on the Fox Network, it um, aired... August 29th, 1993 to January 1st, 2018. Um, the show centered on the lives of six friends who shared personal and professional experiences while living in a Brooklyn brownstone. Throughout its run, Living Single became one of the most popular African-American sitcoms of its era, ranking among the top five of African-American ratings in all five yeah. seasons. Yeah, real shit. The series was produced by Yvonne Lee Bowser uh, Company, Sister Lee in association with Warner Brothers. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely that was must see nineties TV. Um, I let's see if I had a favorite episode. One of my favorite episodes was when Maxine got fired, and <laughs> she got so depressed that she had sex with Kyle. That was one of my favorite episodes, and that was one of the best, the best. Mistakenly, Mistakenly. I remember that episode. But then they actually ended up with a whole relationship and a kid. I know, I know. Which is bad because I was not supposed to be watching that show. Nobody was. I don't think I was either. Um, I, was, I was watching it. I was not supposed to be watching it. I was right, watching it. Right. Nigga, you said 01. Nigga, 01, you know how old I was? I was definitely watching no, it. No, nigga, it was 93 to 98. Oh, yeah, 98, okay. Yeah. 
I was definitely watching. You was watching it in syndication, yeah. Definitely watching that shit. Definitely yep. saw all that shit. All the sex shit and all of the kit. Like, I saw all that shit. Um, one of the things that I love, though, I love that each of the women had their own real standout personality. Yeah. I love Sinclair. Yeah. I love Sinclair and Regine. Sinclair and Max, was bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> Regine was, you know, the whole diva. Right. Max was, you know, the attorney. She the hard and Khadija. body. Right. Khadija just like... I'm with all the shit. So I, I, was, I will say this one thing about Queen Latifah's character that I take out personally for myself, and I believe this. There was one season, and I, I'm mean, not one season, one episode where this is in the beginning where Max loaned Khadijah money, and Khadijah went crazy trying to get her that money back. Right. That is a lesson that I took as a kid, and that is me. Right. If you give me some money and you want it back. I got you. I got you, shorty. I will go to hell and high water. I'm going to sell me some ass to get the shit back. I'm going to fuck. I'm going to make sure that you get your shit back. Anyway, so we're going to wrap up right now for the 70th episode right now. 70. Ain't that some shit? And we'll come back to this. We'll some definitely do we'll definitely do that since we stopped at like thirteen and there's so many more. Nigga, the list goes from the Wayne's brothers, the Boondocks, the Jamie Foxx See, show, the Blackish, the Steve up. Harvey show, the Parkers, Moesha, two two seven, one on one, eight men, the game is actually on here. Benson in the house with LL Cool J, the Red Fox show. Did not like in the house at Cosby, all. Eve or the Red Fox show. Hill. Half and half, meet the Browns. And that was good. Uh, Thea. The Browns was too much. That's my mama. Um, let's stay together. Ooh, shit, it went to Tyler Perry shit. And Ew. even Red Fox's spinoff, Sanford. So, I mean, there's so many other ones. Baby, I'm back. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Oh, that was when Kim Fields was super young. Wow. That Okay, that's a lot going on there. We'll talk about that. That was one from the 70s. That's right. crazy. Um, but... Either way, we'll definitely touch on more black sitcoms. If you know any black sitcoms that have missed that are your favorites and you love, please make sure you hit us up at the kickstand podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at the kickstand podcast at gmail.com. Um, then in addition, um, you can always find us on all your social media platforms and you can always find us on Google Music, iTunes, TuneIn, Whatever. Make oh, sure y'all look, look at look us up. So, lastly, fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And keep in mind, these people that we talked about today pioneered the insecures of yes. today. <laughs> and, and, you know, other black, just loving who we are kind of shows. So, when you get a moment, go back and just watch some of these shows you'll find them on amazon you'll find them on hulu you can definitely you'll find still them get on netflix them. <laughs> so find you can find them on on your local providers make sure y'all watch these shows because these shows are a part of our history our heritage our lineage and these people kick down the doors for us to be where we are today. literally okay so once again i am your boy young smooth i'm a big this is the <laughs> <laughs> yeah.